With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 website for details. Hey, this is Steve Bloom, and you are listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Starstream here. And I am lord and master of all things Transformers. Don't tell Megatron. This is Optimus Prime, and you are listening to all things Transformers. Hello, and welcome to All Things Transformers. I'm your host, Steve Megatron, and joining me on this adventure into the Transformers fandom is... TFG1 Mike. And... Optimus Solo. Yay! <laughs> so today, we are going to give you our reactions to the new Transformers trailers and then our spoiler-filled review of Transformers Earthspark Season 1. Yes, we are here. We are no longer waiting. You and I, Steve and I have talked. Now, this is the first time, I think, since the count, since the Top 100 Transformers countdown that Optimus Solo has been back on the show. So welcome back. Thank you. Since you were on the Top 100 Transformers Characters Countdown, running that show with us and for us and all that good stuff, you have moved from Illinois to Florida, so you went from one hell to the other hell. <laughs> and country. It's only a 20-hour drive for those that are wondering. <laughs> it's, it's only 20. <laughs> it's only 20 hours. It's We've no only made big it deal. Times. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> so a lot has changed in, in Kevin's life since uh, since the last time he was on the show. And since then, you know, Steve and I have talked about uh, it was it was I always want to call it something else moon, but it's High Moon Studios that was did High the moon. original. Yeah. Did the original uh, War for Cybertron and Fall for Cybertron video games, which are, Those are still my favorite games. Yep. Which are arguably two of the best Transformers games we've ever had. Well, Hasbro has now partnered up with, oh, what's the studio's name? Oh, it's Studio something. Damn it, what is it? Anyway, we've got a new Transformers video game coming at some point called Transformers Reactivate. It was originally going to be called Rise, but they changed the name because it was too confusing with Rise of the Beast. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which I'm thankful. <laughs> yes, yes. That's, uh, yeah. And I, and I think it's cool because, you know, you have this really, really weird, not weird story, but this trailer, man, like, it just... This ain't working. We should melt it down for ammo. 
and we're live. Sequencing at 17%. Loading memory core now. It's all the same. Only the names will change. And every day it seems we're wasting away. Another place where the faces are so I drive all night just to get back home. All right, let's get lucky. like video transformers video games have like crossed over into i mean I, I know there's a bunch of motion capture things out there and everything else but this trailer just felt like we're embracing all the humans in the transformers franchise now or we're going to introduce all these new humans and in the trailer there were bots and there were this and there were that but it really felt like part of whatever this video game story is going to be is solely based around the humans. Kevin, what was your reaction to the game trailer? Well, to be fair, I am mm-hmm. not a gamer, um, mm-hmm. so I don't play games anymore. But I did play, or I did watch one of my friends play, or I don't think I ever played myself, but I was there while he was playing the other two, and I've seen enough of the footage from the two that you just re- referenced before from the... Mm-hmm. War for Cybertron, et cetera. And those two games are incredible looking and uh, just seem like they're really fun. Um, I also had to watch a lot of them to capture different screenshots and voice acting work and stuff like that. So uh, I'm familiar with those two games. When I watched the trailer for this new game, and I am uh, I also need to apologize right up front because I feel like anybody that listens to this episode is going to think I'm just overly negative and <laughs> negative names. <laughs> Debbie Downer, just blah, blah, blah. I am not trying to rain on anybody's parade. If you like things like them, I'm just here to give my opinion. And when I watched that trailer for that video game, I thought that was everything that I dislike about the Transformers series wrapped up in one little trailer. Um, it, it's way too much... Um, human involvement it's way too much human bad guys or all that stuff that i just wish they would move far far away from and it also from a visual standpoint just looked too bay ish as far as the designs go Mm -hmm. so i like i don't like the bay designs and i don't like humans taking this the main role in my transformer stuff and this is seemingly doing both of those things so i was not a fan of the trailer steve I I wanted to like it, but it, it, originally when I saw the trailer, I didn't know exactly what it was I was watching. Mm-hmm. I had no idea it had anything to do with Transformers, <laughs> which is automatically a bad sign. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I What I liked about War for Cybertron, it was on Cybertron, and it was mm-hmm. all the Autobots and Decepticons. What I would love to see, an actual, like, something that kind of trans fires the, the the different Transformers generations, whether it be uh, Beast Wars, whether it be, you know, Legacy, just, you know, various things. I don't really want humans in my Transformers. It, it seems to muddy it down and 
I mean, if you're going for a rescue bots thing, great. But otherwise, like, please leave them out. Yeah, if you think back about, like, no matter what series or what generation you watched, whether it be Beast Wars, whether it be the original G1, whether it be Prime, whether it be anything as far as the, you know, the cartoons go, I feel like all of those series were at their best when they did not involve a lot of humans or the series that didn't involve a lot of humans tended to be better. I don't know. Like, like G1 for me was, was at its peak when it was not as much on earth when it was, you know, like the movie is the peak for me, I think for G1. And that's like, us getting away from the humans a little bit. Like beast wars really didn't have anything to do with humans, which is why I like that series. Like, so yeah, I don't need, I, I don't mind a couple if you're going to throw them in there, like fine, whatever. But when they're always like this evil organization, that's somehow either working with, the Decepticons or just working against Transformers in general. Like, I don't know why every thing these days is doing that exact thing. Like we've seen it how many times now where it's like some evil, you know, organization that is led by some type of human or half human or whatever. That's like against the, I don't know. It's just, it's tired. We'll get into the half human in a little bit, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's weird. It's strange. And the funny thing is, you know, you're talking about how G1 was uh, there were humans, but they weren't like and and I'm thinking to myself, okay, between the movie and the 98 episodes. I'm trying to think, I can think of maybe 10 off the top of my head. Spike and Sparkplug would wiki, Carly, Chip, but Chase, but they really weren't that involved yeah well okay so they were involved but they were involved in ways where it made sense to the point of most of the transform and most of the syndicated cartoons back then were you know episode of the week kind of thing yes transformers had a couple multi-parters and things like that but there was no overall interested though to go back I, I i know we've all watched all of the episodes a million times and you guys have mm-hmm. reviewed them etc i would be interested to go back though with the perspective of i'm going to look at which episodes i rank myself as the highest ones from g1 and how mm-hmm. that coincides with how much human involvement are in those episodes because i just feel like the ones that i remember most didn't really have too much of a storyline with the humans um and you know, i'm not saying I, they weren't I, I there agree. but so Did I get that they were example? there, but well, I'm just, I was using the movie as an example. Cause there's very, yeah. you know, outside of, uh, whatchamacallit there's, I think there's, you know, there's very little human inter or er, interaction in that movie. There's the like part. five overall scenes between right. Spike and Bumblebee, you know, getting sucked into Unicron, right. uh, RC and Springer and Magnus basically babysitting Daniel throughout the movie the fishing scene or whatever. Like the that's fishing fine. scene. That's fine. Yeah. Like, I, I get it. He's there. So we established that they are on earth and there are going to be humans on earth, but they don't play a big part. And that's what my point is like. And, and I think mm-hmm. some of the G1 episodes that I'm, you know, that had a lot of that are ones that I tended to maybe not. I, I'm just guessing because I haven't looked back at it with that lens, but I'm just thinking okay. that way because in, in definitely in the future series like beast wars and uh, so many other series that have come out, I've liked the ones that are less human involved than the other ones. I think all of us have. I think all of us. That's you know, why the first scene of Bumblebee made everybody so happy. 
the movie. It was on Cybertron. Just on Cybertron. They're like, yes, finally, this is what we've been looking for. And obviously, they don't stick with it, but still. And and it was also like the best Optimus Prime design we've had since before 2007. Hmm. As far as, you know, the movie stuff actually looking like Optimus Prime, not whatever. And yes, Michael Bay is, huh? We'll get to that also in the, yes, later yes. in this episode. Yes. I mean, and, and Michael Bay is, he's still involved, but he's not directing these films. Like Travis, what's his name? I forget what his last name Travis is. Travis Knight. But yes. Tra- I wasn't sure if it was Knight or not. I didn't want to. He's not. Uh, it depends on what you're talking about. Like, are you talking about Bumblebee or? Yeah. Well, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like Michael Bay's last directed right. Transformers film was last night. Bumblebee was directed by Travis Knight. This new one is directed by Stephen Cagle Jr. So while Michael Bay probably still has his hands in the pot, it's not his vision anymore as far as being the director of the films where, like, Steve, did you ever think 25, 26, 27 years ago we would ever get, ever get, Beast Wars in live action. Yes. <laughs> because because Hollywood runs out of ideas. Well, that's a discussion we can have. They, they have to siphon yeah. it from somewhere. That's true. That's very true. And it's about that time where they're moving on to the 90s stuff. So Yeah. For, well, you know, the 90s is all, you know, 30 years ago now at this point, and they're going to have to. Those are the parents you know. now. Yep, exactly. Uh, reactivate. I'm interested to see another trailer. Uh, whether it's a story, tra- another story trailer or an actual, that was the other thing. None of this Transformers reactivate announced trailer was gameplay footage. It was all cinematic story based stuff. So while I probably won't end up playing the game, I'll like you can, I'll watch somebody play it on YouTube or something. I mean, I'm interested. Good. Steve. I, I may play it, mm-hmm. but it really depends. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I am a stickler for, like, I don't know. I, I just want to be able to transform them. I don't care if it's, like, a war-type scene or, mm-hmm. you know, something like, you know, your Call of Duty battlefield, you know, something like that. I, I could care less. Like, that's not going to bother me. What's going to bother me is if it's a really crappy, skinned Transformers game. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's going to be rough. <laughs> So again, very interested to see an actual gameplay trailer for Reactivate just to see what it's all about. And then we had the Transformers Rise of the Beasts teaser trailer. Holy crap. Fear, Prime. There is a darkness coming.
primal everybody because yeah. holy crap <laughs> steve what'd you think uh, I, well i want to like it uh-huh i i really don't like i mean i can get over the fact that you know the beasts are bigger than what they should be mm-hmm. you know by comparison with the animal you know that stuff what I don't like is like the the Autobots and Decepticons have a massive amount of color, mm-hmm. and then you look at the beasts and they're just they 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 basically did the the bastardized thing that they did with you know the old Michael Bay stuff you know mm-hmm. they they gave them a new appearance but they lack any sort of defining character they're that you know and and again like it's somebody else's vision I can get that but at the same time. I should be able to recognize them by looking at them, at least, mm-hmm. you know, mostly besides the fact that, you know, oh, they turn into a, a a mechanized cheetah or a bird or, a you know, a, a rhinox that, you know, instead of farting reverse, he does it through his mouth and, you know, primal. <laughs> and and so, like, I, I don't know. I just I, and then and then the fact that they they managed out of all of the cast, they managed to get back like and I'm not knocking David Soboloff, but they get him back to play Rhinox mm-hmm. and, and I'm not knocking him for playing Rhinox. I mean, I am, I'm glad that there's a representative representative of, you know, the old cast, but I, it would have been nice to have, you know, Richard Norm- Newman. Well, even, even then, like at least Gary. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, and they got, they got an SNL alumni, you know, for character, there, it, it, I I don't have high hopes as far as like some of the voice cast and some of the portrayals. It's it's not. I, I I'm not super excited. I'm gonna see where it goes. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but yeah. I'm not. I, I do see that they're gonna probably do a reformatting mm-hmm. of the beast modes later on in the movie, just based on the fact Eraser has a second toy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not super stoked. Kevin, this is my chance for today's episode to be positive. Um, it's the only thing I'm going to, maybe it's just because you're pairing this with um, the activate game and the earth spark series. And okay. this is by far the, the best of the three, in my opinion, as far as the, 
my excitement level, I guess. Um, but I think it's cool that we're getting the Beast Wars um, segment. Um, they're including the Maximals, the Predacons, and the Terracons. That seems weird to me, but um, as far as naming stuff mm-hmm. goes. But anyways, um, I agree with Steve. I really like the coloring that they're doing on the G1 uh, Transformers characters. kind of goes away from that Bay look a little bit and gives it some well-defined aspects. I'm thinking that, the, you know, the Beast, we really only see them in bits and pieces and... I'm not sure if, you know, once you get to the final movie and there could be reformattings, there could be different things where we might see a little bit more of the defining aspects of those characters as well. So I'm holding out hope for that. I, I, the size does bother me. Cheetor is so huge in that. Yeah, he is. And I'm not understanding why. And I need it to make sense. So that was like the one thing that kind of gave me pause was like, why are the Beast Wars characters so gigantic comparatively? And I get a little bit if it's primal because he was the leader and because he's a gorilla and things of that nature. But Cheetor was always depicted as smaller than yeah. the rest not, not i mean not as small as rat trap and you know some of those but he wasn't on the big side um, no if but- you look at the season one core maximals you look at optimus primal rhinox cheetor rat trap you know you look at those four right there right optimus primal and rhinox are the two big ones and then rat trap is obviously the smallest and then cheetor is kind of like this mid-range an actual size of an actual cheetah that could, you know what I mean? Like it was sized correctly and you're right. He, he sticks out like a sore thumb in this trailer and I don't dislike it. I just find it confusing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping my other hope is that because we're including the transformers and the beast wars characters that maybe it won't give them as much screen time to include a lot of humans. I mean, obviously we're going to have a few, you know, I think there's four main ones that we see pop up in the trailer and that's fine. Like that's a fine amount, like whatever, but I'm hoping because they're trying to mix the, the two actual transformers worlds a little bit that, or character worlds that it's going to mean that we have to give them a lot of time. I'm hopeful for that. I understand the, the beast Wars cast is not well represented here. I do think though, that overall outside of Pete Davidson that, and I'm not, I, I haven't, I'm going to wait and see how he does. Like maybe he'll be fine. But outside of that one, at least it is experienced voice actors involved with the most mm-hmm. part, because we got David Sabala, uh, John DiMaggio, we have uh, Ron Perlman, Peter Cullen, you know, so there are uh, Michelle Yeoh. um, So there are, and even Peter Dinklage um, doesn't obviously does much more on screen stuff, but I have faith in that he'll do a decent job. Um, So I'm okay with the voice cast. I, I, it seems like they could have put a few more of the beast wars actors in there, but I know that there's a lot more, it's, it's a lot more complicated than that. And they're going to make Peter Cullen voice Optimus Prime until he's dead. So that's just what we're up against when it comes to these like mainline movies, because he has become even more of, I don't know, like just the Bay movies really cemented his place as Optimus Prime. Like it's well, not just think- one thing anymore. It's like, it's just to the, the, not like the not well-versed fan, like the casual fan, yeah. Like that's who that character is. Yeah. It's much different than all of the rest of us who have seen 
a dozen different television series and games and movies and all this other stuff that we have a lot of different associations with all the different characters. Like we have four Optimus Primes or, you know, depending on what your own experience is. So it's different for us, but I think like just the casual person on the street, like that is who that character is. And I don't think they'll go away with that. Yeah. And the thing is, I remember back in late 2006 to 2007, when the original 2007 film came out, I remember, I don't know, six months or a year later getting the DVD sets and whatever else for that film and Michael Bay saying, we couldn't make this movie without getting yeah. Optimus Prime. Like, and, that, and that edict has, has carried through over the last 15 years. He is. Yeah. But know. even though I'm saying that, like, that they won't go away from him, there's mm-hmm. just as much chances that this is his last time doing it because, as far as a live action film because the man's 81. So, yeah. like, uh, you know, he can't do it forever. And, you know, heaven forbid he won't be alive forever. So, like, it could be the last time we see him, but I'm just saying as long as they're able to go to that well, they're going to go to it. It's just like when, um, you know, they dig out, um, that's a bad phrase to use, but when they bring out um, James Earl Jones to do something in the star world's world, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just, he he retired this year. He's, he, he has said that, He's done. I know. Dark, I'm just saying, so. like, even he said that before, too, and they still got to do, do stuff. So, so voice cast, I'm all right with the visuals. I, I like enough that I'm willing to give it uh, a shot. I'm excited that we've had Bumblebee in between the bad taste of the Bayverse. Mm-hmm. So, like, Bumblebee, like, gave us hope again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm writing that into this and I'm going to go see it right away. I'll be excited for it. I'm not saying it's going to be a great movie. It might be a train wreck, mm-hmm. but I'll be there to watch the train wreck and to see the Beast Wars on the big screen, and that's enough for me. Um, I am a little bit um, interested in your guys' take on the selection of who's in here because as of this point, just to run down, we have Optimus Prime, Optimus Primal, obviously Scourge, the leader of mm-hmm. the Terracons. We have Bumblebee, who is apparently not going to be voiced again. Um, Mirage, RC, Wheeljack, a guy character named Stratosphere, a character named Transit, Air Razor, Cheetor, Rhinox, Battle Trap, and Nightbird. There's some random, some of those are just random like first times, or are they existing in the comics or something else? Um, Battle Trap was from the Headmasters. Stratosphere and Transit? I do not, yeah, I uh, I don't know. Like, they aren't linked here, and they aren't linked The only reason that seems weird to me is because if you're trying to do this thing where you're having G1 characters and you're having Beast Wars characters, you're not going to be able to have a ton, right? You're, you're going to be able to have yeah. less than a dozen of each. So it seems like you. it's so easy to just pick, like, the best ones or the easiest ones to convert into the live-action screen. So mm-hmm. why are we having characters that didn't exist? I don't understand that. Steve, do you know anything about... Because I've never heard of these. I like. I'm looking at several. I'm looking at Wikipedia. I'm looking at uh, TFW. Well, Scourge I'm looking, is is a direct transition. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, Scourge, yeah Scourge. No, we're talking about Stratosphere and Transit, the two that John DiMaggio. I've never heard of either one of those. Yeah, that's yeah, the, just that's seems a, weird to me that yeah. you have these two different franchises, basically, or two two different legs of the franchise with Beast Wars and Transformers, and you're having to grab from somewhere else to create these new characters. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. No, but I know I'm always a kind of old like curmudgeon when it comes to that type of stuff. <laughs> and I think that, like, I mean, Perlman has done Primal before. That's okay. I would have loved 
everyone would have loved if they would have done the correct thing and had Gary Chalk in there for the first time ever kind of thing. Peter Dinklage, I don't even, like, I would have to look through his entire, like, I recognize his name. He's done, like, Game of Thrones. He's done, oh, like, okay, well, you know. Stuff I don't watch. Great. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, and Bumblebee, whether he speaks or, like, come on. Okay, so in the last, let's say, decade and a half, we've had multiple different Yes, we, we, we've had the Bebop R2-D2B stuff, but we've had a number of voice actors voice Bumblebee outside of Dan Gilvezan, who should always be at least considered to do it. Two, off the top of my head, Johnny Youngbosch and Will Friedel. Johnny did him in War and Fall of Cybertron, and then Will was the voice at the end of Transformers Prime. Well, and he did him in, in uh, uh, Robots in Disguise 2015 as well. Yeah, that's a, it's a continuation of Prime. Or, you know, you could even get Mark Ryan back because Mark Ryan did him in the other Bay movies. But, like, yeah, really. I. It, well, true. Uh, I'm more interested in them using Mirage. I could give a shit less about yeah. who's voicing that character as far as who got the. Ro- like,. Anybody else? Fine. I would be excited for the voice. But as far as, like, I know everyone's talking about, oh, my God, he stole Hound's Hall. No. His name is Mirage. He created Mirages before. It's not a holographic thing. It looks holographic when he does his car splits and has the police car crash into the 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 water tubs on the highway there mm-hmm. but it's a it's a mirage he's 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 not stealing another tram they're not using another transformers pro- and if they are who really gives a crap it's a cool effect i'm totally fine with mirage having some yeah. screen time yeah. absolutely yeah. um the rest of it michelle yo is air razor she's an awesome actress she's been in a ton of stuff i, yeah, think I don't have a i don't have an issue yeah. with that yeah i wish and we don't know because it isn't listed anywhere to my knowledge. I wish next to Cheetor's name was Ian James Corlett. I doubt I, they'll do that. But I yeah. doubt they'll do that too. But I'm just saying, like, so far as we know, we don't know who the voice actor for Cheetor is going to be. And when I saw this, I, when I saw the, the the trailer, I was like, ooh, that would be cool if we heard his voice coming out of the the character. David Soboloff, always awesome. A little strange that he's doing Rhinox. Again, Richard Newman, blah, blah, blah. Overall, Richard Newman, though, I know went through like a bout of bad health. So that okay. could be, you know. That could be why, yeah. Overall, I'm excited for this. I'm interested. I enjoyed Bumblebee. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's probably the middle of December by the time or early to middle of December of 2022 when you hear this. Sadly, we have not started the dar- the uh, uh, winter of Bayhem yet, but uh, we will be starting that soon. So it's probably going to run into the new year, most likely. But out of all of them, I liked the 2007 movie. It was okay. It was interesting. It was finally, we finally had live action Transformers, even though the plot of the movie was stupid as hell. But just seeing them up there for the first time and hearing voices come out of those you know and all that that was great transform and apparently 
Apparently, yeah. Stratosphere originated from the toy line of Revenge of the Fallen and Dark of the Moon video games. Oh, okay. so not strong contenders anyway. <laughs> no, no, not at all. You know, and as the movies progressed, I okay. Me personally, 07 was nah, it was all right. It was you know nice to see him up there. Revenge of the Fallen was like, oh god, give me a break. Dark of the Moon was better. wasn't great, but it wasn't as bad as Revenge of the Fallen. And then it just took a down- downward spiral with Age of Extinction. And last night, I couldn't. It's I cannot wait for us to get to that movie because I've never made it through it. I've only ever watched the first five minutes of the last night. Hmm. I to see Kelsey Grammer get blown up with a uh, yeah with, with a uh, with a prime rifle. <laughs> What'd you say, Kevin, about Transformers fans? Oh, you were a Transformers fan. You got to watch it, even if it's terrible. Well, way, yes, Transit, I, Transit is a transformer that turns into a school bus. Yes, yes, he he or she or they are, and yeah, I mean. Bumblebee was a cool movie. We finally got a good one. And I'm excited for Rise of the Beasts. I want to see it. I can't wait to see it. And it's going to be it's going to be fun. Any other final thoughts, Steve, before I switch over to the Earth Spark? No, I, I'm good. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what the next trailer beholds and maybe some of the other materials. Maybe they'll course correct some of the things that are a concern from this first trailer mm. yeah and he did say the director did say that more members of the voice cast will be released in the coming months so that's something to look out for as well very cool very maybe cool. we'll get lucky and we'll get more beast wars cast maybe, maybe. <laughs> i mean hey if we if God, it, it would be dream oh, come true well, the only weird thing is, like, Steve Bloom and Gray Delisle were both in Bumblebee. So, like, they were already part of the live action. You know, they, they did mm-hmm. voices, so it's weird that they didn't continue on into this a little bit, maybe. But we'll see. Who was Bloom's... I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen Bumblebee. Who was Steve Bloom voicing? Wasn't he Thrust? Or? Um, I don't know. Which character was he? I'd have to look it up. Okay. I, I don't remember. Uh, what I find interesting is, I Real just listened... Wheel, okay, Wheeljack. Okay. What I find interesting, and I, and I love this about his process, but Steve Bloom, I just listened to, as of this recording, uh, a live, and I don't like listening to live podcasts because I don't like the live audience BS, but I listened to I Hear Voices with Will Friedel and Christy Carlson Romano, and Christy was sick, but Will was at... Uh, fan Expo in San Francisco and Steve Bloom was there and he and Steve were talking. So you basically have Transformers Prime, uh, uh, Starscream and Bumblebee talking to each other. And Steve Bloom says, yeah, no, I I go out and I audition for Wolverine every time. And Will was just like, really? They don't just give it to you? He goes, no, they don't give it to me. They don't just give it to me. I go out and I audition for it. And if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. Right. Well, you it's know. just like he got Starscream yeah. again in Earthspark. I think the weird part for me, though, was that uh, the reason why I was saying something about Gray Griffin or Gray Delisle, depending on what name you want to mm-hmm. call her, and uh, Steve B- Bloom was because the characters that they voiced in Bumblebee are 
in this movie. Like RC and Wheeljack yeah. are in this movie. So the fact that they changed actors and actresses is a little interesting. And they really went That's... to some people that do not have a whole lot of experience, not saying they'll be bad, but it's just yeah. an interesting casting. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, let's go around the room. Cautiously optimistic or excited, Steve? Cautiously optimistic and kind of excited. I'm still not sure what to think, but I'll I'll, I'll give it a shot. It's got Beast Wars characters in it. I'll I'll give it more of a shot than I did with the last like five Bay films. Before I ask Kevin his opinion, I just want to say this, folks. This podcast might melt down if the next trailer shows a Megatron and it's not what Steve wants to hear. <laughs> Sucks, you mean? Yes. We, we already got that with uh, Kingdom. Well, they should have just yeah. hired me. <laughs> Very true. They should have both times. <laughs> both times. That's right. Yeah. If they're not going to get K, do you know? Go yeah. for the cheaper option. Exactly. I work for pizza. I work for toys. Oh, so it's, again, I don't. I don't mean to keep bringing this up, but that that part, the I hear voices episode, I listened to. The first job, the voice, the first voice job Bloom ever got. They paid him in pizza. <laughs> all right uh kev excited or cautiously optimistic i would say full-on excited because it's beast wars and it's transformers on the big screen and i'm hoping for yet another departure from bay but mm-hmm. i'm a little cautious because it has a release date of june 9th 2023 which is very soon and i'm really hoping they don't have to rush things to get it done in time and cut corners and stuff like that how long have they been working on it they should But if like, they still haven't announced some of the cast, that seems weird to me that... I don't know. When did... Let me... Look, uh, Filming any began in 2021. June of 2021. Okay. I guess it's been wrapped since October 20th. Uh, it doesn't say what year. Um, I assume that was 2021. So maybe they've had yeah. a lot of time to do all the editing and whatnot. And they're just like now going through a marketing plan of releasing this then and this that and blah, blah, blah. And it's all timed yeah. out. So I'm optimistic. Yeah. Absolutely. I am excited and cautiously optimistic because I want another good Transformers live action film. Bumblebee was really awesome, really fun. And so far from what we've seen from this, it it's going to be fun. We hope. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and give you our spoiler-filled thoughts on Transformers Earthspark from Nickelodeon Studios. 
Aloha all sentient beings. Want the latest on everything going on in the Transformers multiverse? Check out the Transmissions Podcast Network. We've got weekly podcasts covering everything from Alpha Trion to Omega Supreme. From old school G1 all the way up to Cyberverse and beyond. And you don't want to miss Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers live play role-playing game podcast. If you love Transformers, there's something for everyone at TransmissionsPodcast.com. Discover a world of vintage and modern toys that's more than meets the eye with the Triple Takeover Toycast. Hosted by toy writers and photographers Toybox Soapbox, 6.0 and TF Square One, this informal and chilled out series of discussions cover everything from vintage Transformers to Mask, Diaclone, Microman and more, be it nostalgic or current. Whether you're a seasoned collector or a casual robot enthusiast, all are welcome. Triple Takeover Toycast. your cue to surrender. There is more to this than meets the eye. This is the Human Cybertronian Alliance. Isn't he great? Transformers Earthspark. Stream the new series with your family this fall. Laugh, then cool pose. Oh. Ha ha ha! Exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. All right, we are back here on all things Transformers. Transformers Earthspark. The Transformers cartoons no longer have a hub. They are no longer on Cartoon Network. They are now at Nickelodeon, just like the Turtles. And Transformers Earthspark. So, yeah. This is developed by Dale Malinowski, Ant Ward, and Nicole Dubik. Uh, Nicole, I recognize her name because she was on Prime and a few other... I think she was on one of the Rescue Bots things and other things like that. Basically, the... You know, they're kind of like many years after the Civil War of the Transformers and, you know, Transformers and Earthlings are kind of working together kind of thing. And we have this Malto family who are moving from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, to Witwicky, Pennsylvania. Who the hell names these? Da- like, Jasper, Nevada? Fine. Whatever. That was the city and that was the town in Prime. And I know you want to make a reference to Spike and Sparkplug and the Witwicky family and all that, but really calling the name of the town a last name of a character, that just seems weird to me. I enjoy. Go ahead, what? That would be the least of my worries with this. Okay, well, yes, 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 yes. Uh, <laughs> I like some stuff with this, and what I like is how different it is and how much it's trying to hook the young generation now. Like, I, I, I say this all the time, and Kevin disagrees with me, and that's fine. We're, we're still friends. It's okay. The. CGI, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, in my personal opinion, is what we had 40 years ago in 1983 with the filmation. Like, it's that, it's this generation's child's filmation thing. With Earthspark, after watching the first season and watching the 10 episodes, I feel like, okay, there are some problems here. There are a few things I don't like, but overall, I enjoyed it. Hmm. Steve? Well, 
I am not a fan of this show. <laughs> uh, one, I don't like the whole premise of Ghost. I don't like the Captain Robo arm. <laughs> and I, I really don't like I really don't like how involved the kids are. Like they're they're almost more grating to me than the entire family in Rescue Bots. Oh wow. I would much rather watch Rescue Bot Academy or Rescue Bots than watch this. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> you've neutered Megatron. You've new, you know, and granted, I get that he's helping Prime, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. it, I, the only thing promising it has is, is Steve Bloom is Starscream, and he shows up in a jail cell, and he but, says what like a half of a sentence. Yeah, but it's but it's Steve Bloom is Starscream. No, I so yeah. I'll give that a pass. But I mean, the rest of it, I'm kind of like, eh, like I want to like Bumblebee. You know, they made him talk. They did. You know, they gave him almost a G1 aesthetic to his face and stuff like that. And I don't mind the designs and some of them. Like I really don't like Prime and I really don't like Megatron. Like their entire face and premise on that. But I, I just found it very disinteresting. On a lot of the stuff, I really hate the protoforms. <laughs> like their characterizations, like the the learning, you know, the new bot thing. Like, I, I don't know. I just, a lot of it, I just, I don't really care for the premise. It's, and I get it's a new, new generation of Transformer fan type thing. Mm-hmm. I found it incredibly boring. Like, Cyberverse was even more entertaining in my mind and again it didn't have humans any of them really no it didn't kevin Alrighty then um for the record i was super excited about this series i didn't really know it was coming because i've been too busy with life to know mm-hmm. what was going on in the world recently. And I, you know, we have our TV set up and internet set up and everything's good to go. And then I'm like, Oh, there's this new transformer series. Like I am all about it. Like, let's check this out. I knew nothing about it. I did no research about it. I was just like, let's do this. And I sat down to watch it and did not enjoy myself. <laughs> like everybody else, like what you want to like. Like I said before, if this is for you and it works for you, cool. I am not trying to piss in your Cheerios. Can I say that? Um, But, but if we're giving our opinions, I can only go with my opinion. And my opinion is that this series is absolute garbage. And let me start with a couple things that Steve mentioned. I think the Terrans are awful. Twitch, Thrash, Jawbreaker, Nightshade, and Yup, Hashtag is the name of one of our Transformers here. That's cringeworthy. The problem I have with the Terrans, besides that they exist, and we're creating this all new thing for whatever, that's fine. Do whatever you want to do. That's cool. Whatever. Yes, they have personality. I'm not knocking the way that the characters are written. I'm not knocking the voice of any of those characters. I just think they're so bland from a character design. They're so generic. Like nothing to me stands out from their character designs. Like maybe they work for some people. I just didn't, I just, 
I get that they change too. Like they're more bland in the beginning and then they get some definition and color and stuff like that. But to me still, the character designs are very generic and, and boring to me for all of the Terrans. I don't know if that's intentional or not, but it didn't work for me from a character design. I agree with Steve Megatron and Optimus prime are garbage. Those are the worst head slash face designs I've ever seen for either of those characters. And we've seen a whole lot of different variations on that. I'm fine with Wheeljack. I'm fine with Alita One. I'm fine with RC. I'm fine with Soundwave. I'm fine with most of the other ones, but I thought the Terrans, Optimus Prime, and Megatron, and those are kind of your main focus. Yeah. Outside of Bumblebee, were not cool, not good. Bumblebee was fine. That's no big deal. Um, another thing that I have a problem with is we had G1, we had Beast Wars, we had the Unicron Trilogy. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if this was a Bay thing and everybody else has just been copying it ever since or where it came from or why it has to be in every show slash movie now. But we've had Sector 7. We've had Nest. We've had Mech. Now we get Ghost. I'm probably even forgetting some. These stupid, stupid, stupid acronym human organizations that are involved with transformers needs to stop whoever does the next Transformers series the next transformers movie if you have to put in humans fine please for the love of god do not put a human organization that's like pseudo army but not really covert bad whatever spin you want to put it on it's still a stupid human organization that does not need to exist and it was fine the first time but we're on like four or five now in a row. That seems like, cause transformers prime did it. The Bay movies did it. This did it. Uh, what was the other thing? Bumblebee, I think did it. Uh, I could be wrong on that one, but there's been at least four or five different things in a row that have all had these human organizations. And I'm really tired of it outside of that. I just got to go with what Steve said, as far as it just seemed boring to me. Like I just kept waiting for it to get to the part where it was going to get good. And I was like, I'll, I'll give it the three or four episodes to like warm up to the series. Most TV shows, cartoons, you have to watch uh, two, three episodes before it can kind of establish where you're going. And then it kind of takes off from there to me. This show really never took off. Like maybe the last or the second to last episode was slightly better, but even then, like I just was bored. There was too much human and Terran interaction. We got very little, just look at the number of how many episodes was this? 10, 10. And we got what? Five Autobots and five Decepticons. I mean, that's not the exact number, but it's real close. I mean, if you don't count all the different cassettes, I guess for Soundwave, because you had Soundwave, Starscream, you had a couple seekers, Swindle, uh, you know what I mean? And for the Autobots, you have Bumblebee, Alita One, RC, Wheeljack, and Prime. Like, that's it. I was waiting for, like, you know, even animated. I might not have liked Transformers animated, but it, what kind of kept me able to keep watching was the fact that we kept getting 
new robots, new robots, or an episode focused on this character that we that had been a side character, or background character, or a new person that we knew. Like, oh, here's a here's Shockwave coming in, or here's Jazz coming in, or whoever. I mean, I know some of those guys were there from the beginning, but you kind of get the point. And I was like, oh, I if this series does that, I'm cool if they keep introducing more of that world. But it just instead we got six or five Terrans. And I, that just didn't do it for me. Like this show is not. Well, good. and then they try to ingratiate it with G1 fans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with that little flashback. Yeah. That's yeah. a whole other thing. Yeah. The, I just really quickly, I want to talk about what, what, what Kevin's talking about, about the, the 10 episode length plus the time length. So Hasbro over the last, I want to say five years, and we all know this. And as soon as I mention this to you, you know, the machinima thing. That was show- trash. No, no, no. I'm not. Yeah. But I'm specifically. The only meaning- thing machinima had going for it was they actually paid voice actors. True. But what I, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because we went from I'm trying to remember. Okay. Prime 2012 to whatever, 2014 Transformers Prime. And then subsequently rescue Bot, was it Rescue? Not Rescue Bots. Rescue Bots um, came out about no, the same the, time as Prime. Yeah, no, no, no. The I'm talking about uh, ro- Robots in Disguise. The 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 sort of pseudo two D sequel series where where Starscream showed that back came up out in 2015. Yeah, yeah. So between 2012 and let's just say 2016, we had your still normal 26 whatever episodes, however many episodes for a series. Like if we had like the first 13, the second 13, and then a third 13 for prime and robots in disguise had two seasons. So it probably, I think it, I'm not looking at it. So I'm probably, I'm guesstimating. But my point here is this is 10 episodes at somewhere between 23 and 25 minutes because it, you know, if you don't include ads or anything like that on, on, a, on a streaming service. And it's good because they're going back to that, but there needs to be more episodes. So my point here is they went from the normal time length and normal episode count of Prime and Robots in Disguise to going to Machinima. And, hey, let's do short form Transformers. Let's give you it in 10 minute bursts and do this and do that. And nobody liked it. So now they're trying to go back to the old formula, except the problem is the first season only has 10 episodes at that t- that good time length of, let's just say, a 30-minute show. That's but the that's problem every is- show is going that direction. Yeah, true. My, I think the main problem here is that there's eight writers involved in this first season. Mm-hmm. Nicole Dubeck and Dale Malinowski do the first two-parter episode and they do the final two-parter they're not involved in the middle and it always weirds me out when somebody's like they did they do the beginning and they do the end and then they let all these other people do the middle which i i know that's kind of how it works but it's just always a weird thing but out of the eight people involved in writing this only two of them even have a wikipedia page (laughs) well that's how star trek discovery is yeah that's usually not a great sign i'm not saying obviously everybody has to start somewhere and i'm not saying wikipedia is the end all be all whatever that's just one page i could go you know wherever mm-hmm. and, but it's just problematic to me that, that so many of them don't seem to have a whole lot i don't know them very well i mean i don't know their names maybe they've done a lot of stuff i don't know but, but they, they don't have a, have a, page a big that, writing credit catalog right so i don't know it's just i just it's off-putting 
it's off putting. Like it, it was, it didn't seem like there was people that were invested in outside of the little thing that they tried to do with the G one stuff. It, I didn't get a lot of feel that there was people writing this that had a whole lot of transformers knowledge, but maybe I'm wrong on that. I mean, obviously they know some of the characters because they're involved here, but it just didn't have a transformers feel. Like I, for a while I felt I could have been watching something else outside of the fact that I knew a couple of the characters were transformers. Like it could have been some other robot, thing with the Terrans and all this other stuff, like some other sci-fi show outside of the fact that we have Optimus Bumblebee, you know, Megatron involved. Yeah. And for me, it's more of the way, and this is funny that I'm looking at it this way because, and the reason why I'm going to say it's funny that I'm doing this is because out of the three of us, I'm the one that doesn't have children. I looked at the, I watched this show and I saw the robots and I saw the humans and I saw them, Okay, ghost is what it is. It, you know, it's a whatever. But, like, I'm talking about the family. Okay, the Malto family. They remind me of Spike and Sparkplug and Carly and Chip and everybody else, even though they weren't all family, yada, yada, yada. And it's trying weird. to... Huh? It's weird because I didn't remember any of the Witwickies having some type of psychic bond with the trans. Okay, no, that's that's a new thing and that's <laughs> and that's fine. I mean, look, stuff tries things all the time and it's... I thought it was interesting. I thought it was kind of cool that we have this, this emotional, like, I get to feel what you feel kind of thing. So I know, like... None of us knows, like, Steve, Kevin, and I could all be sitting here, and one of us could be angry, and unless we hear it in the other's voice, or unless, you know, we don't know how we're all feeling currently. So I thought that that was an interesting way to Except that it's never going to go away now. Well, true, probably. (laughs) Once it's introduced, it never goes away. (laughs) That's true. That's very it's true. It, it's fine to try it, but because it seems like if maybe if they had done it with one character somehow and like had a good way of explaining how it happened with one character, mm-hmm. but when they do it with all of you know the the both of them, and it seems like they're probably going to do it with more people. I don't know. It becomes a weird like just gimmick at that point to me. No, I, I think with the Malto family specifically, it's just Robbie and Mo. That have the sleeves. For now. Okay, yes. Alright, whatever. But the point is, in these in this first season, it's just them. They have their two Terrans, and then the Terrans have the rest of their three family members, whatever it is. And that's fine, because we found more of them and you know, it is what it is. My thing is I like where the characterization is going because I think this is a, and again, I don't have children. I have no plans on it. I'm too old for that shit. And I could see this as a learn. Like this to me is what Sesame street was for us in the eighties. As far as like the lessons that this show, as far as like the family stuff and all of that, like, they're trying to teach children certain le- – like the whole thing with Thrash about, you know, him rebelling against everything kind of that, like – That I, reference that you just made proves the phrase that you're – the statement you made right before that that you do not have kids. Like that uh, yeah. is – this is nothing like Sesame Street whatsoever. Well, 
No, but I'm saying like that was a teaching show, and what this they're is not tr- a teaching show. This is not a teaching show. Certain this has a couple storylines that might have like a lesson in it, but that's no different mm-hmm. than any 80s, 90s action cartoon. You know, whatever they all had that. Mm-hmm. Like they're not teaching us ABCs and one, two, threes and whatnot. So <laughs> I, I can't go there with you. And I, I get it. Like so, a lot of people out there love this show. It's new. It's for the younger audience. I get all that. I'm just saying for me, did not work at all. Yeah. And I wasn't even that annoyed by the, by the kids, the, the humans, as far as the Maltos go, didn't necessarily really annoy me at all. I'm more annoyed by the protoforms. I was annoyed by the protoforms and I was way more annoyed by ghost and that whole thing again. Like I just need to be done with the organizations to end transformers that have to be everywhere. Now, Steve, how much of IDW have you read? Not much, right? No. Okay, just what I've made you read? Yep. <laughs> and I know, Kevin, you have not read any of IDW Publishing's Transformers comics as far as I know. Huh? Unfortunately, correct. Yeah, okay. Well, I think you should read them. They are very good. What I will say is that is where the Megatron, the Autobot thing comes from. No, I knew that. No, no, no. I know you, but I'm telling. I'm telling this to Kevin. I'm not telling this to you. Steve. Where the what comes from? Megatron the Autobot. Well, I'm not upset about that. Like I didn't say anything. No, no, about no. That. I I understand you're not upset about that. I'm not. I'm just letting you like this is. He didn't have to, to be what played I'm, like. They didn't have to play him as such a goof, but <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think he was that much of a goof. I don't think he would work willingly that well with humans. <laughs> it's, well, I he think doesn't. He would be a loner. Yeah. I mean, the, the fact that they had to rewrite Transformers history to make this cartoon work seems off-putting to me just from the good get-go. Yeah, I don't like totally that they tried history. to... Yeah, I don't like that they tried to connect it to G1. By I, the way, Skywarp, I, Skywarp and Nova Storm uh-huh. were voiced by the writer, Nicole Dubuck. Skywarp, Skywarp was uh, Nova Storm. I'm not sure I'd have yeah, to look that up. Yeah, were both voiced by one of the writers, which is weird. Yeah. Eh, you got to get your start somewhere, I guess. I guess. Well, it's 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 the gratuitous. You know, I produced it. I wrote it. I can right. do what I want. It's like somebody casting their kid in something. I, I I I don't know what the situation was there. I I I've never heard anything but good things about Nicole Dubach. I'm, so. sure, I'm sure she's fine as a person, yeah. as a writer. Yeah. It's it's just when you have something like this. This is like Kevin James putting his daughter in He Man. Like it's just it's. Stroking your power. You mean Kevin Smith, not Kevin, Smith, James. Kevin Smith. Not Kevin yeah. James. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've done the same thing with you know right. the program I produce. Like I voice a couple characters because I mean, yeah, the ones I'm cast as, I didn't cast myself. But I think it's a lot know, different when you have something. But a throwaway, like I've done. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's a little different because you're doing a complete. If I'm if I'm remembering correctly, it's a, like a radio, you're doing a radio drama slash, or do you do the? Yeah, yeah, radio and drama. Yeah, and I, I think that's a lot more commonplace in something, uh, you know, in that realm. I, I think it's just weird when yeah. uh, something that's going to be, as a yeah, Nickelodeon, yeah, it's just going to have like, oh, this person was the family member of this person, or this person was a producer or writer, or and they've done it forever. They, I'm not saying, yeah. you know, 80s, 70s, but, you had writers and producers putting their little kid as one of the little kids. I get it. Yeah, but I mean, okay, yes, Skywarp is a main character, but she wasn't in this as much as like G one Skywarp was in the G one show. Yeah, and, and more power to her. She got herself in there. Like I would probably yeah. try to do it too. So. Yeah. Uh, 
my point about the whole Megatron thing is that he doesn't like, like you said earlier about how you feel like Megatron would be more agitated or aggravated. I thought his anger came through like in the last like six, seven, eight, nine episode, like when he was going to prime and saying, why are we doing this for ghost? Why are we this? Why we shouldn't be doing this. We should be doing whatever. So I thought his anger was more than enough for what this show is. He came across as comic relief to me and had no intimidation factor, which is something missing from that character for me. Yeah. And I, and I think the thing is, again, they're trying to make him a good guy more so than a bad, because the whole point of the show is, is that Batman Diedrich Bader from Batman, the brave and the bold is the bad guy as whatever is, what's his name. I I mean, I'll let it play out and see how the whole story goes and I'm sure he'll turn bad at some point or they'll do something, this, that, and the other. It's just a, I don't know. It's just, I don't get it. I don't get, (laughs) I don't, I didn't have a problem with it. Like that was the least of my worries. But just from a writing standpoint, I feel like that's just someone that's like going over and beyond just to try to be different. Mm. And I don't know where else we're going to take this discussion, but the last thing I want to talk about is Optimus Prime. Oh, my God. (laughs) Steve, it's been 20-something years since Optimus Prime screamed out in a movie, I will fong. I was like, oh my God, they got Alan Tudyk as Optimus. They got what from A Knight's Tale to be the voice of Optimus Prime. And a lot of people thought, oh, he's trying to do a, he is not trying to do a Peter Cullen impression to me at all. He is trying to do a whatever voice he feels or the voice director felt that, that this Prime needed. And I liked it. I thought it was a cool voice for Optimus. I had no problem with the voice. Uh, just unfortunately, when he talks, you have to look at his face. <laughs> well, his face is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a problem with his speech. I just don't like his appearance. I thought his appearance. I'm, okay. Other than like when he's got the faceplate on, he's fine. Uh, the truck mode I like. Oh, and that's the other thing. We cannot forget to talk about this. No, like space bridge platform, whatever for the trailer. The trailer just detaches and is on the side of the road. It doesn't disappear. That hasn't happened in 40 years. I'm fine with that. No, I am too, but that's my point. Like, yeah, no, absolutely. But I'm saying like, that was a cool thing that I noticed that they're doing this intentionally and not and not just having it disappear like it usually does. I thought that was really fun and it was a nice little thing. I like the cassettes. I, I like I like Soundwave. I think Soundwave is cool. Yeah, I was fine with the Soundwave and the cassettes. They were a bright spot for me. If if you can call it a bright spot, they weren't as yeah. shitty as the rest of it. <laughs> I agree <laughs> on all accounts. Anything else we want to talk about? Because I feel like we're just kind of... I'll give it a chance. Like, you know, if, if the Earth is Unicron and they're eventually going to do oh, something Lord. like, you know, it's all good. Like, we'll, I'll let it see where it goes, but I can't take much more ghosts. I, other than... <laughs> I'll say this for him. The guy who's playing the John Turturro 
like character for Ghost is almost better than John Turturro. <laughs> He's goofy as all hell and stupid, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, the, the whole... You're you're right. I'm not saying you're not right, but like the the only thing I can say to counterpoint your point is that well, if the Transformers don't have a government liaison, then the entire Earth is going to think that all Transformers are evil and they're all going to destroy the planet. I mean, in G1, did we have it? Not really. Well, they, no. Okay, so they Season did three. go. Well, yes, in season three, but in seasons one and two, there were several times, uh, even though interacted with the government, we didn't have to create a whole strike force strike team. That's true. Secret service team, whatever. They just talk to a general or something like it's fine. Like we don't need a whole branch dedicated to whatever. And sometimes it's good. Sometimes they're bad. Sometimes they're evil. It's just dumb. Okay, it'd be fine if they did. Like I said, if they had done it once, like that would be cool. But we've had Nest, Ghost, Sector Seven, whatever the other Mech. uh, Like, stop copying the thing that just came before you. (laughs) It just gets old. You're going to be new if you're going to do all this other stuff to try to be new by having. I mean, I know it's not 100 percent new, but you're going to have Megatron, a good guy. You're going to have different genders, and you're going to have you know switched around and stuff like that. And you're going to have okay, you can do the Terrans and I might not like it, but do it. But you're doing all this other stuff to try to be new. But then you're just going to copy the fact that we have a human organization that's interacting with the Transformers. Like, if you're going to be different, be different. Yeah. I've said on Twitter and Facebook and other places and whatever else that out of all the new bots, I liked Twitch the most. I thought she and I thought she was super cool. I thought the way that she was dealing with everything, I, I thought that was really, really well done. And Danny Putty as Bumblebee, man, like that. Bumblebee's awesome in this. I love Bumblebee in this show. In my mind, the Terrans are not going to be Transformers yet. I haven't put them in that category. <laughs> I refuse to think of them as Transformers. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I don't it's, like them. It's fine. This is what it is. Uh, hashtag, anything- hashtag. One of them's name is Hashtag. Okay, yes, but it's, it's a different culture. We're old men, Kevin. Don't you know this? We are all... Didn't they well, try and do that with Marvel Comics at one point, like two years ago, and it failed miserably? All you do when you do that, it's. I'm not talking about being a different culture. I'm talking about yeah. when you do something like that. You're that dating is so yourself horribly. That's all you do is immediately date yourself. And it's then, like it's like the shows that had a Motorola flip phone, the <laughs> art, the razor. It's, yep. Yeah, it's just like yes, I don't know. It's just like when you make jokes or lines in your in your of dialogue, or when you name a character or something that is so in that moment only going to exist. Hashtag's not going to be a thing forever, or no. you know, it might be a thing for a long time, but it's still going to date it. It's like. I just don't get why you would do that. You're trying to be hip. You're trying to be cool. And it's too on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the names could have been better. And I remember when this whole show was fine. Twitch and thrash. Like, okay. No, that's yeah. No, that that's fine. I mean, you, you thrash a guitar, you, you know, have an eye twitch and that's whatever. But 
You, I'm not saying you guys are wrong at all. I, I agree. Hashtag is not a good name. That's probably the worst name I've ever heard for a Transformer. <laughs> the, like twi- Twitch in, in, you know, the other one is, is perfectly fine. Yeah. Well, I bet I can hit more targets than you. Maybe my arm is at the wrong angle. Or maybe target practice requires different weaponry. Or maybe it's... Whoa! I knew I was good, but I didn't know I was the best! I wonder what else I can do. I mean, those are in line. We had Thrust and we had you know Sludge and Slag. It seems like one of those types of names we had twin twist or whatever it was top spin like those mm-hmm. are they seem like in that family and jawbreaker seems kind of uh, that's not my favorite but whatever nightshade hasn't that been a name of a character already uh nightbird but yeah i don't know if nightshade, nightshade was a gi joe uh but hashtag just like out of the five like you're gonna name it which one like if you're giving those five names like which one doesn't belong i mean hashtag screams out at you yep i agree i am a curmudgeonly old man i fully admit it i am too <laughs> I like what I like. I don't like what I don't like. This is giving our opinions. So I feel like Get I'm off my lawn. free and clear. I'm not going on somebody's status that liked earth spark and pooping on it. I'm not saying you can't like it. I'm not doing yep. any of those bastard like mm-hmm. things. I'm just saying <laughs> I didn't like it. And, and there'll be another one that I don't like. So, <laughs> okay. So we've clearly established that Steve and Kevin overall don't like Transformers are a spark, and I overall do. It might be better than what? that stupid CG He-Man stuff. I haven't seen that yet. Oh, I actually would rather watch the He-Man. Okay, that gives me hope. I, 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 hands down, I would rather watch the He-Man. All right. <laughs> I'll watch it. Just for you, Mike. Yeah. Uh-huh. What I was going to say was, was that... <laughs> I think we should all each give, like, for me, like, one negative, and then for you guys, one positive. Like, what's one thing you actually liked about, not necessarily, like, just one thing you liked overall about the show? Okay. I liked I liked Soundwave and the cassettes, and I liked Alita 1 and RC. Okay, Steve. I liked Bumblebee and Soundwave. And you've already heard everything I don't like. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's the point. So for me, I've said that I liked various things. I liked various plot points in the show. I like all the characters, not all the characters, but most of them. For me, the one thing I disliked about it was sometimes it looked weird in the animation seeing... Bumblebee, Optimus, and Megatron in those driving scenes together. Like, Megatron is flying next to them because he's a jet plane helicopter thing. And then you've got Optimus and Bumblebee driving on the road, which looks good, but it just looks weird having Megatron, like, fly so close to them in, like, this weird militaristic formation. It's not even slow motion. It's just them driving down the street or flying down the street. But Megatron is so, because he has to be low in the sky because he has to be next to them. I thought that was a little strange. 
Well, I mean, just most planes are a little faster than cars and trucks. So it probably feels uh, weird. Yeah, probably. I I don't like where this potential human villain thing is going. Like, he's very Dr. Archiville to me. Yeah. That, I, but they're gonna they're gonna almost do what they did with Clancy Brown and Transformers Prime. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so too. He's gonna become a robot. Yep. Most and likely. It's gonna be like wah, wah, wah. we've done this before. And yep. he's gonna un- unleash Unicron on the world. Yeah, he'll be Unicron. <laughs> oh god. I am Unicron in the flesh. Is there a date for season two? Is there a t- I do not think so. I have not seen anything. Me neither. No. So far. It was canceled? No. No. It's not canceled. Uh, yeah, I have, uh, to my knowledge, there is no, yeah. I, I can they, can they hire me to write a new beast Wars show where I bring back the original cast and we use modern CG and then we, uh, you know, rehire Bob forward and, you know, a bunch of the other guys that used to write on original show. still alive and working. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure that could be a possibility. I don't know if it's going to and then, be a possibility. And then, and then we, you know, budget is no expense, so we bring <laughs> back all the living uh, Beast Wars cast. We do well, the season a- that never was. <laughs> hey, um, they've, no, we do the season. Of- we go back to season four, and you know, uh-huh. we we continue. You know, and they never left Earth, and. They they reawaken the Autobots and then you get the Autobots and Decepticons, Maximals and Predacons fighting together and no Terracons, no Terracons, <laughs> all in their proper size, you know. So the Autobots are towering over the uh, the Maximals. <laughs> all right, on Steve's wishful thinking, we're gonna go to another quick ad break. Come back to close the show after this. <laughs> Honor in the streets. Platoon Cyberstrike reunited. I heard Ghost wanted you on the team. Well, if it means working with you, maybe it's not all bad. So, Optimus, what's our game plan here? I'm investigating several theories. Meanwhile, these drones will do a sweep to collect intel. We Decepticons now face our darkest hour. Yes, that's right, Megatron, because we are announcing that the GCRN is bringing everyone Transformers Prime Time. That's right, before we get to TFG1 Redone, we enter the Prime Universe. Join your hosts, TFG1 Mike, Steve Megatron, Optimus Solo, and Peacock Front Michael, as they cover all 65 episodes of Transformers Prime, the comics, the toys, and more. We will also have a commentary on Predacons Rising, interviews with writers, voice actors, and so much more. All in the latest Transformers Review Podcast from the GeekCast Radio Network. You can find TF Primetime on iTunes and www.geekcastradio.com. Transform and roll out! Like science fiction? Of course you do, or you wouldn't be listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Well, the Mark Who 42's Universe podcast is an award-winning sci-fi radio show that's been around for over 10 years. We cover everything from Doctor Who to the MCU to pop culture and everything in between. 
A new show drops on Tuesday mornings on the GCRN website and all of the major podcast platforms. So listen to the Marku 42's Universe podcast from the universe and beyond. What was that universal greeting again? Never mind. I remember. Ba weep grana, weep minibon. Hey guys, it's Rodimus Primal, and be sure to check out my YouTube channel. Join me as I have Transformers discussions, retrospectives, toy reviews, and more. You can also follow me on Twitter at Rodimus Primal, as well as Facebook and Instagram at Rodimus Primal Show. Transform and roll out, and be sure to check out my content till all are one. Last big party of the summer, folks. Let's go out with a bang. We are back, and final final words, final everything for the trailers and the Earth Spark. Steve, what are your uh, your final words? I'm cautiously optimistic on Rise of the Beast. I'm waiting to see what exactly the new Transformers video game is going to be, and uh, Earth Spark. I'd rather watch the new Masters of the Universe. Kevin? Rise of the Beast, I'm most positive on out of the three. I'll watch mm-hmm. that. I'm going to be there no matter what, because whatever, it's Transformers on the big screen. Yep. The game, I'll probably have nothing else to do with outside of watching that trailer, just because I'm not a gamer. So that's not an indictment. That's just it's not for me. Mm-hmm. And the show, I will give it another chance in season two, but... That's Same. just because I'm a glutton for punishment. It was not enjoyable. Same. It's probably one of the least favorite animated series I've watched in a long time. And for me, I am excited for Rise of the Beasts. I really enjoyed Transformers Earth Spark Season 1. Like they said, I'm interested to see where it goes in Season 2. I feel like the end of Season 1 was... Not anticlimactic, but it was a little fast. Like, it was a little... That's just too- because everything else was so slow that it probably felt fast to you. It was like <laughs> the only time where it finally actually was like, oh, we're almost going to start going somewhere, and then the season was over. <laughs> the rest was like crawling through quicksand. Well, yeah. The, the reason why I'm saying this is because I feel like by episode... Nine and ten. So that was the interesting thing, folks. For those of you who do or do not have Paramount Plus, and for those of you who have or have not seen the show, you'll know. Episodes one and two were one long thing, and episodes nine and ten were one long. Well, it was basically an hour, basically two hours for four episodes. So four 30-minute whatever cartoons. And by the end of episode ten, I was like... This battle is going well. It's going, you know, whatever, at a decent pace. And then all of a sudden, everything just kind of exploded. The bad guy kind of went away. And it's like, oh, uh, oh, okay. And I didn't even notice. Like, the Steve Bloom thing with Starscream is like a half of a second. And everyone was screaming at the top of their lungs, oh, my God, it's Steve Blinn. Don't get me wrong. I would be, if I if I had recognized it, if I had heard it, I have to go back and hear, I have to go back and listen to that audio, which I've probably put in here somewhere. But I did not even recognize because it was such a quick thing that, you know, it was I like you were sleeping. No, I wasn't sleeping. 
That's why you enjoyed this show so much. You caught up on your naps. Anyway. Uh, any other Transformer stuff you want to bring up before I run through the closing? Either of you, Steve, Kevin, whoever? Nope. Nope. All right. Thank you for joining us here on All Things Transformers. If you'd like to get in contact with us to leave feedback for the show, there are several ways to do so. Visit the website geekcastradio.com where you can listen to and comment on all our content. Send an email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. You can check us out on all the podcatching platforms that you choose to use. We are on Twitter still, because Twitter is still a thing. At geekcastradio, there we got all things TFV3 for the show. I am at TFG and Mike. Kev, what's your Twitter? Optimus Solo. Steve? SCP21. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash geekcast radio network. You can also check out all things Transformers over there as well. For now, I am TF2 and Mike with Steve Megatron and Optimus Solo. Transform and transcend with us next time here on All Things Transformers when we will finally start The Winter of Bayhem. Starting with the best film and going to the worst film. (laughs) 